It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's good, Washington Wizards fans? Welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast. This is your host, the real Ed Oliver. You can follow me on Twitter at edt triple o f l a double t. Make sure you guys check out Fridays on Locked On NBA with Nick Angsted of Locked On Mavericks and Adam Maris of Locked On Nuggets. They power rank the week that was in the NBA. Follow the Locked On NBA podcast today wherever you get your podcast. So today, uh, I just want to talk about some breakout candidates. I feel um, some guys that, that have a good chance of being breakout guys for the Washington Wizards. Uh, we got some young guys and some guys that have been in the league for a few years. Nobody that's, you know, a 10-year veteran or anything like that. But um, I feel like there's a, there's, a, there's a good amount of guys. We have some young guys on this roster. We have nobody on this roster is over 30 years old. Everybody on the roster is under 30 years old. So we have, we have a young nucleus now. Bradley Bill is 28. I want to see KCP is 28 as well. Um, so those are the oldest guys. Montrose Harrell is 27, but it feels like Montrose Harrell is like 35 when you watch him play. When he's just been in the league for so long. Um, you, you feel like he's 35. But um, everybody on the roster is relatively young. We got younger this offseason. We weren't, we weren't really old last year either, except for Robin uh, Robin Lopez and Russell Westbrook. We, we, we definitely got younger this year. And uh, I feel like there's some guys that definitely can make a leap and improve and make a big leap. Uh, on this roster. So, and then also I do want to get into the um, ESPN came out with their uh, rankings, uh, Eastern conference projections. I want to talk about where they have the wizards lined up or where they have us projected. Um, and I, I want to say whether that's fair or foul or whether I uh, disagree or agree uh, where, what they have the projection. And it, it is what it is, it's projections. So, you know, it doesn't really mean much, but, um, you can just tell with the national media, their pulse and how they feel about the Washington Wizards. Always look at stuff like that, you know, so we can prove them wrong if they 
um, have us underrated or, you know, prove them right if they do have us, you know, a fourth or fifth seed or, or you know, something like that in the Eastern Conference. So it will be uh, interesting to talk about that before the season starts. I, I can't wait. Training camp is almost here. So next week, I want to give you guys a heads up, is the – next week is the last week where it's three days in a row uh, or three days a week. So the week after, the week where it's the 28th, September 28th, that's when training camp starts. So we will be back, Locked On Wizards and all the Locked On NBA podcasts will be back to five days a week. And then um, after that, uh, October 5th, I want to say is the first preseason game. So it, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be lit. We get back into the full swing of basketball. Ba- it feels like the finals just happened and it just ended. So we're going to get right back into the swing of things. Going to get on YouTube pretty soon. So um, you guys get to see me. Uh, if, you, if, you, if, you didn't already, if you weren't already subscribed to my YouTube channel, you guys get to see me talk Wizards um, on YouTube as well, which should be a lot of fun. Uh, you, you can subscribe on there at the notica- notification bell. So um, let's, let's get to some of the um, – Candidates, I have about four or five guys here that I think can be breakout candidates. So first, I'm going to start <clears> – <throat> excuse me. I'm going to start with Denny, a rookie pick from last year. Um, I feel like he had, a, he had a decent year. He had his ups and downs. He hit a rookie wall for sure. Um, of course, Scott Brooks didn't help him, help him out. The, the, you know, he didn't play him to his strengths. You know, I think we all can agree on that, you know, setting him in a corner, making him a spot-up 3-and-D shooter. That's just not who Denny is. You know, Denny averaged six points a game, which is which is okay. It's not bad. You know, I thought he had a he had his moments here and there. I thought, you know, when you know, when you saw Bradley Bill not in the game and Russell Westbrook not in the game, you look at the Miami Heat game where he had some of his better games. And that the the crazy that preseason game, that first preseason game against the Nets, where he went like five for five from the field. He had 13 points. He didn't miss a shot. Like he couldn't miss. He was hot. He was getting the board, he was getting the boards, getting the rebounds. Um, bringing the ball up court, you know, making nice passes, nice plays. That's what I want to see him do. If he's able to do that, and I feel like the best way he can do that, you know, Wes Unseld Jr., the way he got the job is saying that he's going to find innovative ways, different ways to use uh, Denny Avdia and get him involved. If he's able to do that and get him involved with this bench unit, which I feel like would be best for him to get playing time and just be a, um, a leader and getting the ball in his hands the most, you know, playing with Raul Neto, Raul Neto can just spot up and shoot threes. KCP come off the bench and spot up and shoot threes. And then Berton spot up and shoot threes. And Montrez Harrell or Thomas Bryant off the bench. Those guys are really good with the pick and roll, pick and, or, you know, Thomas Bryant with the pick and pop as well. I think all those guys surrounding him would be really good for his development. I think that would be good for his – he averaged 23 minutes per game last year. So that's the only concern for me because, you know, we do have more forwards now. So we have, you know, we brought in Kuzma. Still have Davies Bertans, drafted Corey Kisper, who's a small forward. Um, you know, we have Rui, who plays the four and the three at the same time. So Isaiah Todd, we drafted him too. You know, he's, he's, you know, Corey Kisper, I feel like those guys and Isaiah Todd will spend some time time in the G League. And then some people want to see KCP, KCP play the three as well. So honestly, I was looking at the numbers again in the roster. Honestly, I wouldn't say it's a log jam. I think if you play your cards right with the lineup, like let's have KCP come on the bench and let him just stay as a shooting guard. No, I don't really, I don't, I don't really see him as a three. He can be a little undersized. You know, let's say if he's guarding Jalen Brown at the three or Jason Tatum at the three, um, Pascal Siakam if he's playing three. I think KCP would be a little undersized uh, guarding those bigger, um, small forwards. Um, you know, if LeBron plays at the three, you know, LeBron plays all positions. So just looking at that matchup at the three, at the three man at a small forward, I think it would be better suited for KCP come off the bench behind Bradley Beal. And like I said before, KCP would be great coming off the bench for Bradley Beal. We just have not had a guy to spell Bradley Beal. I said this in the last episode, you know, going through your Jerome Robinsons of the world, Marcus Thornton, 
uh, Martel Webster, who's who's solid for us off the bench. But we just didn't have a great uh, – Jordan McCray was good coming off the bench too. But we never had a great, solid number two coming off. I think Jordan McCray might have been the best one, to be honest with you, scoring-wise. But I think KCP can do both. He can, he can play defense and he can score at the same time. But to, to get back to Denny, I think he's a great breakout candidate. I don't – you know, the only like I said, the only thing is just the minutes. How is West gonna how how is he gonna divvy up the minutes? How is he gonna split the minutes? But like I said, if he comes off the bench, I think that's where he can get back to having twenty three minutes per game. And I think honestly, Denny can average. I would say my projected average for him or stats would be about nine points per game, nine or ten points per game. Let's say he he averaged. So how many assists did he average last year? He averaged one assist last year. So if he can make a jump to four assists, he did a really good job rebounding. He's a good rebounder. Like he can sky, he'll jump over Joel and beat. I remember he went 50 50 with Joel and beat. They got a nice rebound. Um, had a couple of nice dunks as well. So he averaged five boards a game. That's solid. That's solid. We can't forget Denny is six, six foot nine, six foot nine. So if he can get stronger in the weight room, he's 210. Let's say if he gets to 220, 220. I want to see him get to 220 pounds, honestly. I want to see him gain 10 pounds of muscle. So let's say he averages. Let's go with eight points, five boards again, and four or five assists. That's a five-five-five. That's pretty solid. So I feel like Denny, with this new role with a new coach, he can play better. And I think he's definitely uh, one of the first uh, breakout candidates I have. So, but before we get to the next breakout candidate, this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. My favorite cookie is the Cookies and Cream cookie. They have coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint, brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange and German chocolate. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Bill Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Check out the macro, 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four to five grams of sugar, and only four to five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today and get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Bill Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Go to Bill.com and use promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code Lock 15 for 15% off at built.com. This episode is also brought to you by Sweat Block. Um, it's still hot outside, guys. It is still hot. And uh, it's not going to let up until probably late October or really the beginning of October. But all that being said, you need Sweat Block. Like I said before, it's wedding season. You know, you, you got your dress shirt on. You don't, you don't have sweaty pits. And uh, it works up for seven days per use. Dry shirt guarantee. If Sweatblock doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. Featured and tested on the Rachel Ray Show by Firefighters. Bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years. Over 13,000 reviews manufactured in the USA. It's your little secret of confidence. This is a must-have for everyone's toiletry bag. Whether it's a big presentation or a hot date, everyone can benefit. Sweatblock was featured on the Rachel Ray Show. And um, firefighters use Sweatblock sweat all the time. Use Locked On for 20% off. The promo code is Locked On for 20% off on CVS. and also. Amazon. Once again, the promo code is locked on for 20% off. All right. So my next candidate is a guy that you guys know. I'm a stan of this guy. I am a Daniel Gafford stan. Um, I love Daniel Gafford. I, I think I think he should start. I don't think it's much of a debate. I love Thomas Bryant. I love what Montrose Harrell can bring to the team as well. Montrose Harrell, he's just he's known as a six man. That's that's his role. Um, that's just how the league views him as well. And I think it's better for him, you know, him being six foot seven and undersized as a big man, I think it would be better for him to go up against the second units. And, um, he's shown, you know, he's six man of the year, you know, just like him and Lou Will, they're similar. Um, Lou Will is the, is the, the perfect six man guard and Marcus Harrell is the perfect six man, big man to come up with. He's perfect for that role. 
Um, I think he he he. I think honestly, Montresero is the most he could often You can argue that he's offensively. He's the most polished offensively and the most skilled offensive. The only thing is that he just does not shoot threes. That's what Thomas Bryant brings to the table. But out of all the three bigs, personally, out of all three of them, I think I think Dale Gaffer has the most upside. I think he has the highest ceiling. I think one day he can be the best out of all three. That's how much I really like Daniel Gafford. When I saw the tape on Daniel Gafford, when we first traded for him, it was just the videos and the clips of him just going up and dunking the ball. And he went crazy when he played um, the Wizards before he got traded. You know, I think – I want to say he got a double-double against the uh, against us with the Bulls when they beat us. Uh, I want to say Otto Porter went crazy in that Bulls game too. He had like 28 points. But um, he just showed how athletic he is, the bounce, the weight, the, how quickly he jumps off of the floor. And he dunked on Giannis when he just he just got the offensive rebound and just went right back up and, and just dunked on the MVP on the finals of MVP, just dunked on him. And Giannis is 6'10", so that's hard to do, like just went up and, and dunked on that man. The game against Zion, where we went on our 10-game win streak, when Gaffer got here, we, we finished 17-6, and six, and that was huge with Daniel Gaffer. The only, the only thing, but when, yeah, like I said, that Pelicans game where he was blocking Zion, where he was just sunning Zion. Zion Williamson went up for layups, dunks, and Daniel Gaffer was having none of that. And he won us that game just because of his defense. He wins games because of defense. And guys who are athletic rim runners and dunkers, they fear him. Guards fear him. You know, where we just didn't have any fear with Robin Lopez and Thomas Bryant at the time. Guys were just Ole going to the rim. But when we brought in Daniel Gafford, our defensive numbers went up. Our wins went up. Um, finishing went, went up. Everybody's field, field goal percentage went up. And that three big man lineup, it just worked well. It really did. And Gafford, Gafford was huge for that. Um, we improved by 10.1 per 100 possessions, possessions. We were better by 10.1 uh, per 100 possessions when Daniel Gafford came to the Wizards. Our defense improved, and um, his per 36 because he didn't didn't get a lot of a lot of minutes. Now, what I will say, what what we want to see, what everybody wants to see him to work on is his stamina, getting in shape. You know, Scott Brooks did take him out a lot. We don't want to have any excuses for Daniel Gafford to leave the game. I don't want to hear any. I don't want to hear that he's tired, that he's in foul trouble. I don't want to hear any excuses. The man should be playing at least 25 to 30 minutes per game, even more than that. If he has the hot hand he's finishing, let's say he has three blocks at halftime. I don't want him to sit at all. If he has three blocks and 10 points and five boards at half, I don't want to see him sit at all. Let's look at his per, per 36 numbers here for, for my guy, Daniel Gafford. 20 points and 11 boards per 36. And he finished the year with the Washington Wizards, 10 points and five boards, five, 10 points, five boards a game for Daniel Gafford while he was on the Wizards. Of course, his numbers with the Bulls were pretty bad because he just didn't get any playing time with the, with the Chicago Bulls. I don't know why they did it, but I just want to send a thank you card to the Chicago Bulls for that, for not playing Daniel Gafford. And he averaged 1.8 blocks per game, basically two blocks per game while with the Washington Wizards to finish the season off. Played 23 games, and the 23 games that he played with the Washington Wizards, our record was 17-6. and 17-6. and six. And we finished out 34 and 38, which is not great. But if he wasn't here, it probably would have been around 29 and whatever, equals 72, 73. So I just feel like his trajectory, if he can get the playing time, if he's in shape, he has to – I'm not looking for him to, you know, maybe he could face up and do a one jab and get to the cup. But I do want him to add a little bit more to his offensive game because the cons to be objective about his game is that, you know, Russell Westbrook did spoon feed him a lot. A lot of his buckets were off of – Russell Westbrook, and that's fine. That's how a lot of guys get money. Steven Adams got paid like that. Clint Capella got paid like that. Jared Allen got paid like that. DeAndre Jordan made a living off of that. Uh, Dwight Powell, Nerlens Noel, Mitchell Robinson. I love bigs like that. They just rim run and catch lobs. And Daniel Gafford 
fits that mold. And Jared, Jared Allen just got paid. So Daniel Gafford, you look at his at what he's making him being a second round pick, you know. And Tommy Shepard said he's basically a lot of like it was like adding a lottery pick. And you know, people look at Tommy Shepard like he was crazy, but honestly, I agree with that. Ten points and five boards, he's playing better than some lottery pick rookies from last year. He put up better numbers than lottery pick rookies from last year. And that's, and that's being real. That's being honest. So I, I just think if he can get the playing time, get in shape, maybe get a little mid range jumper. I'm not expecting him to shoot a three point ever in his career. But if he can get a little mid-range jumper, like a face-up midi, and I don't want him to focus. But at the same time, I don't want him to focus on leaving the paint because he's so good at that and just crashing and getting rebounds. So I don't want him to focus on, you know, shooting jumpers and, and things like that, that it takes him away from actually going to the basket and just being around the rim. He averaged 2.2 offensive rebounds per game. So he's getting two offensive rebounds just off the rip, you know, getting you know, a put-back dunk or just getting off the glass, cleaning the glass. He's, he's already going to do that. so. Um, I, I have him as a, as a breakout player for sure with the Washington Wizards. Just got to get in shape, has to get a couple of moves. Just give me a hook shot, give me a face-up jab and a, and a hook shot. Just give me that, and that's that's all I need from him. I don't need a whole bunch of up-and-unders and different things. But if he can add that to his game, sure, that's great. But this year he's going to make $1,782,621. That's just a steal. That was a steal of the trade deadline. It was incredible. So, um, But let's let's get to the next um, breakout candidates. I have about two more breakout candidates and um and then we'll wrap up for this episode today uh this episode is also brought to you by rock auto with the ever increasing numbers of makes and models it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning is your odyssey an lx or ex and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer choosing the only brand that warehouse happens to carry you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket Save time and money when using Rock Auto. They have everything you could need, brake parts, tail lamps, and motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there, how did, he, how did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need from rockauto.com. Uh, check out Bet Online. This episode is brought to you by Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. You know, NFL is in full swing. Hell to the Washington football team. You guys already know how it is. You guys know what it is. Um, get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. The promo code is locked on. All right, so my last two candidates that I have is, I think this one is an obvious one. I think Rui, has, Rui uh, I think Rui um, is going to be a breakout candidate for sure. He was a breakout candidate last year. I think a lot of the national media people picked him, you know, ESPN and different things like that. Um, picked him to be a, a, a breakout candidate. I think he he can clearly do that. I think he's capable of doing that. You know, can he be that big three? Can he be that that you know Spencer Dinwiddie? Can they can they form a big three? Is that possible? You know, Spencer Dinwiddie said before he came here, what attracted him to DC was you know Bradley, Bill, and Rui. And Rui. You know, are they able to become a big three? You know, personally, I don't. When I look at that three. Right now, I don't see them as a big three, but hey, who knows? Maybe during the season, Spencer is back to him averaging 20 points and seven boards like he did in that 2020 season with the with the uh, Brooklyn Nets before and you know before he got injured. 
And, you know, Rui can make a leap and maybe average 18 to 20 points, seven, eight rebounds. You know, he had a 10-game stretch where in, in March where he played really, really well. He had a career high of 30 points. Um, he just played really, really well. He, he played – he averaged 20 in the, in the 10 games in March. He had a 10-game stretch where he averaged 20.2 points per game. He averaged 7.8 rebounds per game, 52% from the field and 40% from the three-point line and 82.6% from the free throw line. And he led the Wizards in plus-minus in that 10-game span. That was in March. And that's what I'm looking for, Rui. Rui dunked the ball more. He finished stronger. Also about the dunk on Anthony Davis. I talked about the dunk on Tobias Harris. You look at him in game four, that was our only win against. The 76ers, he had 20 points and 13 rebounds. And he was confident from the three-point line. He has to be more confident, has to be more aggressive. Um, it looked like he started to step into his three-pointer more. Um, when he was doing that, he was knocking it down a lot easier. Um, the mid-range, he's a mid-range assassin. He's a, His mid-range game, that's how he is. That's why people compare him to Kawhi Leonard because of the mid-range. You know, people want to take that mid, mid-range jumper out of the NBA, and they think it's useless. I disagree with that. You know, you look at Chris Paul making that mid-range in, in the playoffs. Kawhi Leonard shoots the mid-range all the time. Um, if you can make a mid-range jumper, that's two points. And if you're hitting it, if he's hot from the mid-range, you know, one dribble pull-up or he's coming across the free throw line, he's knocking it down. That's just where he's more comfortable at. But he does need to work on his three-pointer. You know how the NBA today, the NBA game is today, where you know they are looking. Everybody, you know, wants to space the floor. That's just how offense is. And um, you know he does have to shoot the ball better from the three-point line. He's not terrible from the three, but he's not great from the three. Shot about 32% from the three-point line this past year. His rookie season, yeah, he was bad. 28% from the three-point line. That, that's very underwhelming. Only shot two threes per game. He was hesitant to shoot the three. That's why I said he has to be more aggressive. Some, a lot of it's on him. Some people were say, saying it was on coaching last year, but honestly, when I watch him play, a lot of it is on him. He does need to be more aggressive. He, if he is more aggressive and looking for his shot more, then that's that's a huge part of it. He just has to be more aggressive and look for that shot. Um, you know, I think he meshes well with Bradley Bill. I think he'll mesh well with Spencer Dinwiddie. Can he get the ball in the post a little bit at that four spot or at that three spot? If he can get a mismatch, you know, I want to see him run the floor. He's really good at running the floor. He's really good in transition. I want to see him catch some more lobs. I really think he's capable of catching some more lob passes too. Um, he shot about nine twos per game. So I want to, I want to see the shots go up to about 11. He shot 11 shot, 11 field goals per game. I want to see that go up to 15 shots per game. And you got to see how he messes with Kyle Kuzma. You know, are they going to be on the court at the same time? Him and Davies Bertans at the same time. Who, who, you know, who is going to mesh well with KCP at the same time? Who is he really going to mesh well with playing? You know, that's why the lineup in the fit, it's going to be so important because we do have a couple of guys that do the same, do similar things. Kyle Kuzma is a better three-point shooter, and he's kind of more polished offensively. Um, but Rui is just a better finisher around the rim. He's better at the mid-range game. I think, you know, they both uh, can be really good defensively. But I think Rui right now is the guy that they're really, really trying to develop and get better. I think Rui has more potential right now. But Kyle Kuzma has a lot of potential too. And that, that, that brings me to my last uh, breakout candidate is – Kyle Kuzma and I've talked about Kyle Kuzma numerous times he's just he's just a polarizing player you know Lakers fans they were happy to get rid of him but I just feel like he's another guy like a Brandon Ingram Jordan Clarkson D'Angelo Russell Thomas Bryant who's on the G League team and did play for the Lakers guys just leaving I watched the interview with Gilbert Arenas and Gilbert Arenas was you know talking with um, Kyle Kuzma doing his interview he says the Lakers don't build their young players and Kyle Kuzma, you know, he was agreeing with him and said, you know, you can't play through your mistakes. You know, they're a win-now mode. You know, when LeBron got there, Anthony Davis got there, 
they're in win-now mode. They don't have time for guys to make mistakes, mishaps, miss threes, turn over the ball, miss layups, different things like that, which we don't have time for either, to be honest with you. But, you know, it's hard. And then Kyle Kuzma also said it's hard to win games and develop at the same time. And that's facts. That's the thing with Rui and Denny. You know, that's why it's like, you know, the Wizards, we got to pick us out. Wes Unsell does have a tough job. He's going to be able to develop Rui and Denny, you know, and win at the same time. It's going to be – it's not going to be easy to do that. It's not going to be easy to do that. So that's where it will be getting interesting. But Kyle Kuzma, if he can play like his rookie year, sophomore year, averaging 18 points and 16 points per game, and I and play stout, good defense – and play well with Rui and Bradley Bill. They all can mesh with each other and space the floor well because Kyle Kuzma shot the three very, very well last year, 30%, 36% from the three. If he can do that and progress, I feel like he can have a breakout year. I think he's capable of putting up 18 points a game, 18 to 20 points a game. I really think he is. He just has the, – the thing is with the Lakers, he was the number one option. Then, of course, with the Lakers, he was the fourth, third, or fifth option after uh, AD and LeBron got there. Now, if he is – he's not going to be a number one. We already know Bradley Bill's the option number one. Spencer's option number two, Rui's option number three. Now, Kuzma off the bench, he would be option number one. Now, that's why that's why you could argue, because I, I want Kuzma to start. I want, I want to see him and Rui play because I would just love the length of both players and the wingspan defensively. I would just love that because that was the opposite of what we had last year. But if you do have Kuzma come off the bench, then he would get more shots. He would be able to be more aggressive. Um, and he would be playing with Denny. And then the odd man out would probably be um, Bertans. I got to see where Bertans would be because Kuzma would definitely be um, at the four. I feel like Denny would be at the three. And then you would probably have Aaron Holiday and Raul Neto at the one and two. And then uh, Harold or Thomas Brown would be the five. So that's where it does get interesting. That's why I'd rather have Kuzma play the three. You know, can can the chemistry with Kuzma and Rui work? I think it can. I really do. I think, I think it can definitely work. And I think Kuzma – if he gets the touches, he's aggressive, makes makes smart basketball moves, you know, makes smart smart, smart basketball IQ moves. Um, I feel like he can make a leap. He can break out. He can break out just like Brandon Ingram did, just like Lonzo Ball did. I really feel like uh, Kyle Kuzma is super, super talented. Watching him his rookie year and his sophomore year, I really feel like he can get back um, to that play, to the way he played his rookie and sophomore year. And then getting back to Rui, you look at how he played with Japan in the Olympics. Being aggressive like that, he was the number one option, and he knew that. That's the way he had to play. So if he can go out there and be aggressive like uh, he was in the Olympics, even though he is option number three, then uh, Rui definitely will have a breakout season. And, you know, he's going to be the guy that the Wizards are looking for. You know, Bradley Bill, he's, he's waiting on Rui. You know, he's not going to be waiting on Rui much more. Um, we'll see how this year goes. But, you know, that, that Rui is the, is the piece that could convince Bradley Bill to stay after this season. If he if he if he plays well, you know, averages twenty and nine or twenty and eight, then Bradley Bill's gonna look around and say, "Hey, man, we got something here with Rui and Spencer. I'm gonna sign this extension, and you know, in the middle of the year or whenever. And uh, I want to say we got something here in DC. So it, this this year is big for Rui. This year is big for Denny as well. So I feel like all these guys are definitely breakout candidates. I'm gonna say Thomas Bryant too. He's a wild card too because. His season was cut short. I hate that his season was cut short with that ACL injury because he was playing so well before he got injured. Defensively, is still um, more to be desired, but I thought he was playing really well, and he was huge, huge in that Nets game. Um, but I, I didn't get a chance to get to the Eastern Conference projections, but we'll get to, the, we'll get to that in the next episode. But we're going to wrap up here. Uh, thank you guys for hanging out with me. I hope everybody has a good weekend. But um, to enjoy your weekend, make sure you guys check out 
Locked on Bets. Betting on the NFL and NBA doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcast. So make sure you guys subscribe to Locked on Wizards podcast. Make sure you um, don't miss out in, on any sub episodes. Like I said, the season's come up very, very fast. Uh, I will be have most likely I'll be having a mailbag episode coming up next week, a couple of mailbag episodes just before the training camp starts, just before the season starts. So submit your questions. Um, definitely submit your, your questions and uh, leave a rating. If you want to leave a rating and leave a question, uh, a good rating, five-star rating, that's a double. Um, you can kill two birds with one stone. Uh, leave a rating and a, and a question for the mailbag coming up next week before training camp and uh, before the season starts. And you can also uh, DM me on Twitter. And um, you can you can add you can you can leave a comment you can add you can DM me on, on Locked On Wizards as well. So all right, you guys have a good one. Peace. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.